0: the importance of social engagement communication, play, and imitation. These are just a couple of the topics that we discuss today. Welcome to episode 146 of the Autism Outreach Podcast. I am your host, Rose Griffin, and I have an amazing conversation for you today with Dr. Brooke Ingersoll and Anna Dvorak. They are the creators of Project Impact. And this is a really amazing thing that we can learn more about and how to support our young learners who are not yet speaking, how to work in collaboration with parents. We also talk about the importance of collaborative goal setting. We're talking today about naturalistic developmental behavioral interventions, NDBI. I had done a training about this in the past and hope to do something that is a little more robust here in the future. And so I'm going to be having people on who are discussing this topic because I feel like a lot of us are working with younger students who are not yet speaking. And so this is very important information today. We always talk about how important parent communication is, how important social engagement is, and And this is a great conversation to get us started. I can't wait for us to tune in today.
1: You're listening
2: to Autism Outreach Podcast, a podcast full of ready-to-use strategies to help those with autism strengthen their communication skills. Here's your host, Rose Griffin of ABA Speech, a speech therapist and board-certified behavior analyst who shares tips you can use in your next therapy session.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on episode 146 of the podcast. We have a great episode today. We have with us Dr. Brooke Ingersoll and Anna Dvorak. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you both on. Nice Thank you for having us. us. Um, Tell us a little bit about you and your journey into the field. If you could just each kind of talk about what you do if my listeners are new to you and your work. Okay.
2: Well, I can begin. Um, I'm Anna Dvorak, and I am a speech language pathologist in Portland, Oregon. And my work is specializing with working with children who have social communication challenges or really difficulty expressing their communication um, needs. And so I work primarily with young children. And in Brooke and my work together, which she can talk about, we developed Project Impact, a parent mediated approach, which really focuses on teaching parents strategies that they can use to enhance their children's social communication skills.
1: And I'm Brooke Ingersoll, and I'm a professor of clinical science at Michigan State University. Um, and my background is in psychology. And Anna and I met probably 20 years ago now um, when we were both hired to start a program um, at a speech clinic in Portland, Oregon. And at the time, um, we both came in with different backgrounds, but we actually found a lot of what we were doing was quite similar. And one of the areas of need we really noticed at the time was um, there was really a lack of appropriate materials to help clinicians in the field do parent coaching. Hmm. So, um, you know, our goal was really actually not to reinvent the wheel, but was to kind of take what was best practice and put it into a format that would make it easy for community-based providers to kind of pick up and learn. And that's sort of uh, when we, you know, so 20 years ago, we started working on this for our clinic and then Saw a, a, you know, a, a good need to kind of disseminate this to the community. And we've continued to collaborate for the last 20 years on this project.
0: Oh, I love that. I love hearing kind of, because I'm a small business owner, I like hearing how these things just start from a need. And then, you know, I had like Lori Frost on the podcast and she talked about how her Andy Bondi was her school psychologist and she was a school SLP. And now they have PACS, which is in 18 countries. I just love hearing how, you know, you just have like this need. You're like, oh, this makes sense. And then you were collaborating. So you just never know everybody listening when something that you're doing, because I feel like when we're kind of like in the trenches, we're like, oh, this is just helpful here. It's like, no, no, like other people need this. So I'm excited to hear about that. Um, and FYI, I am actually licensed in Oregon, random, but I've been helping doing some consulting with some ABA clinics who need like a speech therapist or um, so I'm actually licensed in Washington State in Oregon, but that's been really fun um, work for me. So I didn't know you were out that way. Um, can you tell us what Project Impact is if people are not familiar with it? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: Project IMPACT is a parent-mediated intervention for um, families with children who have social communication challenges, and so initially we did develop it for children who are on the autism spectrum disorder or autistic children, depending on people's preferred way to say that, Um, but now it's been more and more used for young, really young children who may not have a diagnosis but have social communication challenges. And the real aim is to teach parents the strategies that we would use. As Brooke said, we used many of similar strategies to help children improve their ability to engage and communicate within their own community. So it's a real collaboration with the parents from the beginning to identify what would be the you know, biggest need for their child in their community so that they really can engage and communicate And then how to? And then focusing on systematically teaching parents to use those strategies themselves, so that they can use them throughout the daily routines and
0: activities. Oh, I love that, and I feel like all good clinicians think of communication that way—that it's not just about what happens in that little room, or you know, it doesn't have to be just in the room or at a table, um, because everybody. You know, in the world of Instagram and wherever you're getting your social media, has uh, different ideas about things and just doing consulting. I love that idea of just holistically thinking about what is really important for your individual child. I think sometimes that's hard for us as clinicians because we're helping to support so many. So I love that. Um. So how you talked a little about it a little bit, uh, Brooke? But how did you develop Project Impact?
1: Yeah. So so you know, we both came in together to uh, a clinic at the time, and we both had. Um, backgrounds in parent coaching um, through our graduate training um, and saw a real need for that. Um, But as I mentioned, we didn't really have good formal programs that were available that were open to people beyond SLPs. So Hannon was available at the time, but you had to be an SLP to be able to use it. And we realized that many of the providers who are working with young children um, on the spectrum uh, actually come from a variety of disciplinary backgrounds. So we really saw a need to develop something that was kind of interdisciplinary. Um, and um, I had more of a background in naturalistic behavioral interventions. So my graduate training was in PRT, and I'd used incidental teaching. And then Anna had a background in those areas as well, but also had had some additional developmental training. Um, so we kind of got together and both started kind of watching each other do intervention sessions and kind of looked to see where there was overlap. And we found that I would say 80 to 90% of what we were doing was the same. And then there was a little bit That Anna was bringing to it from kind of a more developmental perspective, and a little bit that I was bringing to it from a little bit more of a, I would say, naturalistic behavioral perspective, and we kind of really just worked together to kind of seek, you know, kind of decide what are those strategies that seem to be the most important, and how can we sequence them in a way that we can teach them to other people in an effective process. So we then, you know, you know, I can let Anna speak a little bit more about that. We kind of went through a a lot of just piloting, working with clinicians and families. So do you want to talk a little bit more about how we took it from that?
2: Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, as Brooke said, we went through to identify what strategies were most effective. And in some, we watched our interaction with the child and then maybe the parent to see what were we using Differently. And then I have to say, we had some wonderful families that collaborated with us. So as we were breaking down the strategies, they could tell us whether it was indeed parent from friendly or easy to understand if your background isn't in child development. Mm -hmm. And so systematically breaking it down so we could teach. One strategy at a time, because I think, as Brooke discussed with effective parent coaching, you really want to be focusing on one building block at a time because it's going to increase their um, rate of learning. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's so important because I think sometimes therapists, well, I you know, with my private practice, I've had this business six years. At one point, I was doing a lot of in-home therapy, and I too was breaking down, you know, skills that I deemed were important for this family. I really like that part of um, therapy, having contact with parents and being in the home. And they really like asked questions that, you know, they may not, when you're a school-based therapist, it's very like, you know, they can't say all the things they want to say and vice versa. So um, I like that because I think sometimes therapists, especially new ones, think like, oh, I have to do a new book every week or I have to do a new activity every week or I have to. I'm like, no, it's not It's not how people learn. You know, we got to do one thing and we talk about it. And, you know, I like the way that you're using the word systematic. I use that word a lot, too. Um, So what are the core features of Project Impact and how can a focus on them help to support students and families?
1: So, I would say, you know, we kind of have, um, you know, several core features. One is um, the skills that we target. So, we target social communication development, and the specific, we have four sets of behaviors that are shown to be um, delayed in young children with social communication uh, concerns. So, those include social engagement. So, we start by targeting social engagement. Um, Communication, both expressive and receptive language, as well as um, uh, nonverbal communication, uh, imitation skills, and then play skills. And so, you know, our intervention really targets those core areas. And um, it's really designed for that early um, developmental phase up to about 48 months of expressive language age. So once children have expressive language of about 48 months, um, you know, they they might benefit more from some additional types of uh, strategies. And then we um, have a core set of intervention strategies that we that we use. And and these are now being called NDBIs. You know, they're shared across a number of other Mm -hmm. interventions that kind of come from the same philosophy, which is this blending of developmental science, and um, uh, applied behavior analysis and communication sciences. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have a core set of strategies there. Um, and then we have a core set of parent engagement strategies that kind of make up our development, uh, our parent coaching model, um, so that we are using kind of best pay, best practices in adult learning to help parents uh, learn the strategies and feel um, self efficacy in their use of those uh, strategies with their child.
2: Yeah,
1: and another core feature, just to add, is
2: the collaborative goal setting. So, as Brooke said, we have the intervention strategies. But really beginning with collaborative goal setting, as Brooke was discussing, to build those engagement and empowerment and also to make sure that we have appropriate goals, right? Our goal is to help the child communicate and advocate in their community. And nobody knows better than the parent, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and the child. We try to focus on the child and their lead what those goals might be so that we're really targeting and building that functional communication.
0: I think that's so great. And as I'm listening to you, so I teach, I'm an adjunct professor at Kent State. I teach this ethics course, which sounds extremely nerdy, but I really love it. And because, you know, the idea of ethics and collaboration, I feel like a lot of BCBAs and ABA providers provide parent training, and they're never really... I mean, unless it's a CEU, there's no, in my mind, my little jumbled SLP BCBA adjunct professor mind. mine, I'm thinking, gosh, it sounds like it would be really nice to have a course, an elective course for future BCBAs about parent training or even speech therapists too. I mean, you know, in the schools, you don't get to do that as much. I mean, I tried to for parents that needed that support or that I could offer it. But in a clinic, you have that time usually to see the uh, parents face-to-face, but don't you think that would be nice for BCBAs to have and speech therapists a parent training course? Don't you, I mean, maybe some schools there is an elective, but it sounds like something we need.
1: I mean, I will say, you know, a lot of the work that I do in my research has been focused on trying to increase the use of parent coaching in the community. And that has been identified, you know, pretty strongly that a significant lack of kind of both pre-service and in-service training um, Mm -hmm. among professionals who work with young children with social communication delays in how to actually do parent coaching. And and there are some aspects that are pretty relevant for BCBA. So behavioral skills training is based on, you know, learning principles. Mm -hmm but there's it, there's something different about taking an intervention that clinicians are designed to use mm-hmm. you can't just stuff it in into a parent mediated model and assume it's going to work exactly the same way
2: mm-hmm. you really
1: need to think about um you know the different relationships parents have with their children and the different ways in which they're expected to interact and really thinking about how do we really optimize um you know not just the parent learning the skills but ways in which interacting with each other, the parents with the children, the children with the parents are going to, you know, enhance family relationships. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that, you know, clinicians would really benefit from having some additional training in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look into your work on that. I, cause I do, I did just do, um, we have a, a CEU membership where we offer Asha and ACE CEUs called the um, Autism Connect, ABA Speech Connection. But we just did one on BST, Behavioral Skills Training, and it was for, it was Asha and ACE approved, but it was talking about this kind of parent coaching piece because. And I think the thing too, as a clinician, you really have to understand like why you're teaching this skill and how this skill can be taught, you know? And I think I'm just thinking back to my new self like a long time ago, and you're kind of like, I think this is why we do it this way, you know? So I think as you get older, you have all these examples of like, oh, yeah, we did it this way for this student and that worked. Um, But that's, yeah, so very important. And I think people would really... Anytime we talk about parent training or behavioral skills training, uh, people really enjoy those CEUs because I do think it's an area where clinicians feel like they've had a lack of instruction. So thank you for doing all that. Um, So talking back about uh, Project Impact, which sounds absolutely fascinating, do you have to have formal training to implement this?
2: No. So that was another thing. As we were developing it, there were so many programs when we were young clinicians that were very, very expensive to get certified. In. And so we wanted to increase access to mm-hmm. services. So, you know, we have attempted to make the coach manual very systematic where it does outline, I think, a lot of what you say, here's a strategy to use and this is why. So from the beginning, like this is what you need to do before you begin with the parents to collaborate and engage with them. This is how you need to get them on board and make sure your goals mm-hmm. are in line with their goals and to go through the coaching. So, you know, individuals can buy the coach and parent manual and implement it. We do have additional training because there are some agencies or funding sources that want people to be mm-hmm. certified, but it isn't a requirement.
0: Okay. That's good to know because a lot of the things you're talking about, I'm thinking about how I practice as a clinician, just some of the the teaching that I do for CEUs. And we, we talk about engagement, shared interaction, the you know play imitation tomorrow we're actually doing a journal article review all about play and um i think those are just really important things i do a lot of consulting and sometimes i see people providing therapy for very small kids and i think I think we can do better here, you know, like, do you guys have some bubbles or some kind of something fun? Um, Because I think these are things that sometimes our field is growing so fast, probably for speech and BCBA. I know where I live, there's always a shortage of SLPs and the BCBA field is really growing rapidly that I feel like the training piece, sometimes people are just not comfortable with doing the therapy that um that needs to be done. So I love, this sounds really great. So to, can you just tell us a little bit about, so if people wanted to learn more about Project Impact, what are the different ways that they can access information? Is there free information? Is there paid information? Do you have courses? How does that all look?
1: So we have a website. I think that's probably the first place to start. Mm-hmm. It's project-impact.org. And that has information about the manuals. As as Anna mentioned, the curriculum, you can purchase it on Amazon or through the publisher's website and anyone can use it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also has information about additional training that we provide. So we have a beginner e-course that introduces um, individuals to the program. Um, It's self-directed. It takes about six to seven hours to complete and you can receive CEUs for that. Um, And so that's a great starting point. And then we also uh, offer advanced uh, workshops um, and it lists sort of when those are available. And then for those individuals who really want to go on and get additional training, we do offer consultation and certification.
2: And that website also has a list of all of the publications. So all of the research that's been conducted on Project Impact.
0: That's amazing. So when did you how long did you two work together? I'm just curious how long this It seems like you guys have done a lot of work together. I'm just curious how, it was a while ago it started, but how long did it kind of I mean, I think
2: 2002, right? Yeah. 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 So we started working together and it's been such a fabulous journey. We've never stopped.
1: right? Yeah. So, absolutely. It's been wonderful. It's, it's, it's really amazing because we have been able to kind of keep this going for, for years. And, um, you know, Anna really brings the clinical perspective in. And um, I've, I've kind of transitioned to a slightly different role where I'm doing some of the research and uh, mm-hmm. end of things. And so it's been a wonderful collaboration because I learned from her, um, you know, what is and isn't working in, you know, in the moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we're able to then, you know, bring our work also into kind of more of a, a research-based format too.
0: Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Well, this has been really great information. We'll make sure to um, put the website in the show notes so that you can learn more about Project Impact. And I thank you so much. It's really inspiring to hear all about your work. And I think inspiring for people that are in the trenches or doing that type of research, which is really, really important. Um, I think these ideas are just so very important for when we're supporting younger Um, here we talk about autistic learners but any learner who's not yet speaking so um, thank you so much uh, for both coming on it was great to meet you
2: great to meet you and thank
0: you for having us thanks for listening to Autism Outreach if you enjoyed the show today make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode full of actionable strategies you can use in your therapy room write a review too that would mean so much to me I always love hearing from you have a specific topic that you want included on a future show? Reach out over on Instagram, ABA Speech by Rose, or visit me at www.abaspeech.org.